welcome to The Happy Writer, a show about creating and sustaining a long-term author career. My name is Patty Jansen, writer of science fiction and fantasy. I've published independently since 2011. This show covers motivation, diversification, learning new skills and your place in your career. Come on in and be happy. Episode 63 of The Happy Writer, I'm going to be talking about info dumping. This is going to be another craft episode that is informed by many years I have spent in writing workshops and absorbing other writing advice. Even if you haven't spent any time in any of these groups or workshops, you might have heard the term info dumping. But what actually is it? And is it necessarily a bad thing? that cannot be done well, and that should always be avoided. While there are some types of info jumps that probably should be avoided, there are also others that are necessary. First of all, what is an info dump? An info dump is a big chunk of information presented in a book where it looks like information and it acts like information and it might feel to the reader like they're reading a lecture. Well, that is the most obvious type of info dump, and they are not all like that. They are not all about dry information either. An info dump can be a piece of text where you stop the story to tell the readers about a character, what they look like, what they're wearing, what their story is, what their relationship is with the main character and other background information. The most egregious info dumps try to justify themselves at the end by telling the reader why it is necessary that this material is included right now in the story. It's a thing the reader should know before continuing on. If this describes something that you have done while writing, then don't go down that path. You don't need to tell the readers about all the things that have happened previously to the character before the first scene. There are two options. Just leave it out and filter it in at a later stage. If this is really impossible and you're having a lot of trouble getting your story to make sense without the material you've left out, you've got to spend more time with it and perhaps start the story at an earlier scene. Bad info dumps are always those where you stop the flow of the story to tell somebody information. And this could be information about the background of the world or about the characters and other information that you think the reader should know before continuing on. If the reader can't be told during the flow of the story at a point where it is important, then you need to dedicate an earlier scene to it, otherwise it's not really that important. An info dump is also where you have two characters talking to each other purely for the sake of disseminating information. There are occasions where this is going to work, where the character genuinely goes to visit someone to talk about a certain thing that is going to be important in the plot. So it is not always bad, but as always, it's important how you do it if you have a scene where you need a conversation, where the character goes to talk to an expert, move that conversation to a point where the reader feels some sort of investment in this subject. If I started a book with a chunk of information, 
the reader won't know what's going on and that reader will definitely not care about the subject of the detailed conversation. But if the reader has spent half the book trying to follow your detective around trying to solve a crime, the reader will have some vested interest in learning about this particular thing that could help the detective solve the crime. Always ask the question, is this the best place for the information, if the information needs to be included? And it does, because a book without information is as boring as a book with too much of it. You're not trying to write a dissertation, but you're also trying to interest the reader in different topics. If you write science fiction or fantasy, very often the readers expect this sort of content in the book and will be disappointed if it is not. People in science fiction and fantasy expect there to be sections about history or about some technological thing, about how we survive on this planet and things like that. That is a characteristic of the genre. Similarly, if you write historical fantasy or historical fiction, people expect to learn about the history and about your interpretation of how life was for people back then. If people are reading crime or a mystery, they expect there to be parts of the book that explain about how the perpetrator could have committed the crime, and sometimes... This could be in the form of a long monologue by the detective character about how all the various pieces of the puzzle fit together. However, these revelations also come at a point in your story where the reader has already invested a lot of time in it and will be happy to go along for the ride, even if it means they have to read a solid info dump about something. But at this point, they care about the subject and they want to know how it impacts the story. Beginning writers often front-load the manuscript with all the information they think that readers should know before starting on the story proper. There is no quicker way to kill reader interest than by doing that. Rest assured, the reader doesn't need to know exactly how everything works and doesn't need to know the history of the world. Make sure readers have just enough information to understand the first scene and make the first scene simple enough that you can tell it without a huge amount of explaining. Explain one or two things, but don't overload the reader's brain with many different names and different concepts. Honestly, readers don't need that information at that particular time. Readers probably also don't really appreciate a long paragraph of description of every character. They like some description, but keep it very simple. Authors can get a little control freaky with how they want readers to picture a certain thing or a person, and you're not going to succeed. A book is not a movie. A book can do more interesting things than a movie, but there are also things that a movie does very well and a book can't do. One of those is to depict what our characters look like exactly. Funnily enough, they always look like famous actors. If you're going to describe a person, concentrate on the features that are going to be useful to the plot, about the features that they like or hate about themselves, or the features that people first notice and then leave it at that. All the information about detailed description can be left out. 
Of course, if the character wears brand clothing and that's going to be important in the plot, then mention that. But don't go on about the number of buttons or the exact colors of things. Definitely don't tell the readers about the character's background at the first meeting. Just get the story going. Generally, info-dumping too much violates the don't-bore-the-reader principle. It's mostly interesting to you to read all that information. But if you put this at the front of the story, when you put long introductions at the start of a meeting with each character, the reader is going to be bored because they don't know why they should care and therefore why they should read all this information. If you were to read a lot of classic books, you will notice that some of them contain a lot of description and a lot of backstory. In the first place, the ideas of how to write engaging fiction have changed. Back in the time all those books were written, reading books was a privilege. Not everyone could read, not everyone could afford books, not everyone had the time to read. Books were meant to be gentle and beautiful. They were meant to be savoured. Also, people in those days didn't have movies or television, so if they wanted to be transported to a world that was not theirs, the writer had to describe it very clearly, because that was simply the only way that information would come across to the reader. There is somewhere in one of the Anne of Green Gables books a section where honestly the author describes a graveyard in about five pages. It's a very beautiful and peaceful description, But these days, if you would say it was a graveyard, the graves were covered in moss, there were violets growing between the tombstones and it was raining, the readers can form a picture. Even if they have never been to a graveyard that looks like that. They have seen pictures of places like that and they have also watched movies set in places like that. A few well-chosen descriptions access the reader's mental library of what a place like that should look like. And that mental library exists through the existence of movies and other visual imagery. If I say desert planet, I don't really need to add any detailed description. People have watched the movies. If I say lush rainforest, people can picture it. That means the writer only has to concentrate on the important details that are going to be important to the plot. People love to go on about how attention spans have shortened. And I really think that in most cases this is part of the underlying reason. We don't need that much explanation anymore because we have a mental library of images that far exceeds the variety of imagery available to people a hundred years ago. And of course this is reflected in fiction. The other day we were talking about the pages of history and elven songs in The Lord of the Rings and that sort of stuff falls exactly in this principle. People in those days were wowed by this information because it was new to them and because they had never seen anything like it before. But now, thanks to movies and all the books that came after Lord of the Rings, we can see elven battle against the orcs We can conjure a pretty detailed picture without the writer spending another word on it. So describing this particular battle doesn't really bring anything new to the reader and it doesn't move the plot forward, so you don't need to spend any time on it. If you mention the battle offhand, then you definitely don't need to say any more about it. It's kind of a framing device just to tell the readers who died there 
and why that is of historic importance. If you're going to info dump, make sure that the subject matter of the info dump is important right at the point where you are going to insert the info dump and make sure that it doesn't include anything that is not relevant. Make sure you don't stop the plot unnecessarily, even if it's only for one paragraph. If you do this regularly, it becomes very noticeable. You may think to be smart and divide the big info dump up into small sections and sprinkle them throughout the chapter, but this rarely works. It only works where the information relates specifically to the character's actions. If it doesn't, leave it out, put it in a separate file and pull it out if you get to a point where you need it. But I can tell you that most of that information is still going to be in that file by the time you get to the end of the book. You may then go back and add a few bits and pieces in for colour once you make sure you tie it to the plot, but the rest can simply remain in this file. You can write it up nicely and make it a free download for people to sign up to your mailing list, or you can find pictures or artwork that illustrates these things and put them on your website as background information. Do keep this material accessible in a file so that you can refer to it in later books in the series. So there you go, that was info dumping. The next episode will be a reflection about what I think will be the function of AI narration. And after that, I will talk about the bugbear of many beginning writers, and that is point of view. Thank you for listening to The Happy Writer Show. Check out links and information about other episodes on my website at pattyjansen.com, where you can also find out about my books. You can support me by subscribing to the show or on Patreon at patreon.com slash pattyjansen.com.